Welcome, I'm Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning, a podcast about making meaning through mythology, synchronicity, and the cosmos. I weave threads to ignite the imagination and confirm the importance of widening our view of how life unfolds to include naturally occurring synchronicity. It's called King Tide. When unusually high tides occur when the moon is closest to the earth. Quote, As time goes by, the water level reached now during a king tide will be the water level reached at high tide on an average day. Sea level rise will make today's king tides become the future's everyday tides. King tides provide a glimpse of the future. End quote. EPA.gov The report from Florida we were watching continued as an NBC News correspondent, whom I believe was Marissa Parra, cited King Tides as she covered Hurricane Adalia Wednesday morning. Later in the day, NBC meteorologist Bill Cairns weighed in, quote, The fact that we have heavy torrential rain plus a storm surge coming in with a super blue moon is all a bad recipe. Hurricane Adalia hit during a powerful blue supermoon in the sign of Pisces, which is governed mythologically by Neptune, which the Romans deemed the god of fresh water and the sea. (laughs) This is synchronicity. When what is going on above impacts what humans and creatures experience on Earth. Synchronicity can can provide foreshadowing if we choose to look, if we choose to challenge the traditional way of thinking and widen our view to include our imagination as a deeper way to understand life. This episode, the finale of Season 3, is my attempt to explain the world in which we live as 2023 winds down. We start September with a grand earth trine, with astrologers putting the date around September 5 on average. A new backdrop opens as we move into the fall. The daily horoscope always puzzled me. People find this information interesting, but I've found larger transits more helpful to follow. The seasons shift with zodiac signs, and I feel differently each time the sun shifts into a new quadrant of the sky. It's how all this started for me. But I was conservative when it came to astrology because I'd lived by my instincts, mysterious psychic connections, and law of attraction synchronicity since I was a kid. The daily astrological details beyond moon void kept me looking outside myself for directions. This seemed counterintuitive to me and was unproductive. Einstein's words across history about the quote-unquote mysterious confirmed I was not the only one who experienced downloaded epiphanies and synchronistic signs. My inner intuitive guide and instinctual center became my soul's path, with larger themes led by the astronomy, followed by astrological analyses tapped for timing. Intuition and instinct Instinctual tugs, including downloads and psychic messages, often require calendar investigations to see what messages apply when. 
<laughs> it's difficult for me to explain fully. Being a soul inside a body is difficult work. I've been talking publicly about the mysterious and the power of the mind as a portal on this podcast for around 16 months. No one knew what I was doing under the radar until my thriller series dropped and was completed. The research into the mysterious was private, as I convinced myself my analyses over decades of my life's experiences were correct. People who know me never expected this career twist. I didn't either. Scoffing is common when I make a pronouncement. Nothing has deterred me because my soul experiences are lived. When I finally dissected my birth chart, after decades of study, research, and testing, everything I saw encouraged me to share my wild, weird, and wonderfully mysterious soul journey. There's something deeper to our moods, our emotions, and our connections to purpose and the law of attraction. Traditional religion, science, and the usual anti-cosmic naysayers have belittled the oldest science of astrology. But throughout history, leaders, doctors, and scientists have secretly tapped this ancient art, as I proved in season one of this podcast series. There's more to launching a creative project than picking any old Tuesday, a traditional day for book launches. It's not enough to have a creative idea. The arc of manifestation requires a vision when to launch that's most advantageous for you. In other words, timing. There are astrologers who teach details about planning the perfect moment, but my inner voice is so strong, I couldn't allow it to be in the back seat with astrology alone guiding my decisions. Visions begin in my mind, funnel through my instincts, and then my imagination conjures the possibilities. Afterwards, I check the timing via, via astrological data. Our instincts and intuition won't tell us the detail of timing, which comes from weighing our emotions at different periods in the year. Understanding what seasons mesh with who we are is important. The ev evolutionary impact of cosmic seasons and eclipses guide our lives, but we are the ultimate decider on how we react and respond. We have a spectacular fall eclipse season in October. Eclipses bring their own agenda and often surprise. Einstein's intuitive knowledge of his theory of relativity wasn't proven until a couple of years after he conceived the idea when a solar eclipse made his theory golden. Every eclipse is different. From Kelly Astrologer on the fall eclipse season, quote, one thing is for sure, the regular rules do not apply during eclipse season, and when Venus shifts into one of, her, one of her detriment or fall signs, going against norms may be necessary, end quote. If we don't make changes, we know in our gut we must. Cosmic energy repeats until we do. It's the Groundhog Day Syndrome. Or we stay stuck and regret we didn't make a move when pushed to do so earlier. We are living through the final year and a half of America's Pluto return. Astrologers have been chatting about this for a while. I was skeptical, 
but the evidence is all around us as justice comes calling for the enemies of democracy. What astrologers call America's Pluto return happened on February 22, 2022, according to experts. From Nylon.com, quote, What does it mean for a country to undergo a Pluto return? For any change to come, the planet of the underworld, that means Pluto, must bring everything hidden to the surface, end quote. Bingo. What's happening before our, our eyes across America is bringing our shadow side up to the surface so people can see a much darker choice if American democracy isn't saved. That's the nut of what Pluto means, bringing everything hidden, usually shadow elements, to the surface. When Pluto transits a person's life, the same thing happens. Or a person chooses not to face it and the shadow side takes a prominent role. This is what Donald J. Trump and his many, many co-defendants, as well as his cult followers, chose. In 2008, President Barack Obama, the first black president in American history, was inaugurated as Pluto went into Capricorn. What, what ensued afterwards, over a 15-year period, was an upheaval across American society and culture. The tortured white privilege of our founding erupted in the open over a black president. Our country's shadow side of racism was exposed and brought into the light for everyone to witness again. Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein's death scandals unleashed, quote, Me Too, with retribution for the men who continued to abuse power, and it was all directed at women. Donald Trump and the exposure of America's white nationalism and the implosion of Christian religious institutions across the country is all part of America's shadow side. The racism, white supremacy, anti-women equality are issues that began at our founding. This national and cultural uproar has continued through the election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the first black woman on a national ticket, and it persists today. January 6th and the congressional hearing afterward that exposed much of what happened during the attempted coup d'etat has roiled the country further. This is the Plutonian archetype working in a nutshell, bringing all that's no longer serving American society back into the light so we can decide what kind of country we will be going forward, exposing deep fissures in our society, culture, and politics. This is also Saturnian work. Saturn, the ruling ruler of Capricorn, the builder of societal architecture, and how we build our personal lives, but also how these energies come to tear things down so change can be instituted and life can be remade in a better form. At the end of Pluto's journey through Capricorn, Jack Smith was appointed special counsel, a man who was working as a chief prosecutor for the special court in The Hague, where war crimes are adjudicated. Think back to March of this year and into early June 
which was the first time Pluto left Capricorn in 15 years and went into Aquarius to begin its transformational, future-oriented work. Trump's first indictment, 30 counts of business fraud by a Manhattan grand jury, came at the end of March, soon after Pluto Pluto went into, into Aquarius. During Pluto's retrograde back into Capricorn, which we're in right now, we learned that he exaggerated his business financial status to the tune of perhaps billions of dollars. Since March 2023, there has been a reckoning for religious institutions, evangelicals, Catholics, Mormons, you name the religious institution, whether it's sexual abuse allegations, racism, sexism, transphobia, or denying women our bodily autonomy, religious institutions are convulsing from bad acts. The word evangelical has been has become synonymous with bigotry, sexism, and calling the message of Jesus, quote-unquote, too woke. The word evangelical has gone through a negative metamorphosis and now represents Trumpian cultism. This was foreshadowed by Saturn going into Pisces on March 7th, 2023. Saturn in watery, spiritual Pisces, ruled by Neptune, came in to tear down the decaying tower of religious dogma that has divided people for 2,000 years and has escalated since the quote-unquote moral majority was founded in 1979. From the AP, the Associated Press, this week, quote, Pope Francis blasted the backwardness of some conservatives in the U.S. Catholic Church saying they have replaced faith with ideology and that a correct understanding of Catholic doctrine allows for change over time. Many conservatives have blasted Francis's emphasis instead on social justice issues, such as the environment and the poor, while also branding as heretical his opening to letting divorced and civilly remarried Catholics receive the sacraments. Quote, I want to remind these people that backwardness is useless, and they must understand that there's a correct evolution in the understanding of questions of faith and morals, Pope Francis said, that allows for doctrine to progress and consolidate over time, end quote. The planets above didn't make Pope Francis speak out, but is it a coincidence that he spoke during a period where spiritual change is highlighted under the cosmic coupling of Saturn in Pisces. This is synchronicity between what's happening above and what's unfolding on Earth. Russell Moore, the famed ex-Southern Baptist Convention president thrown out, has written a book, Losing Our Religion, and did an interview with NPR from Moore on why he thinks Christianity is in crisis. Quote, well, 
It was the result of having multiple pastors tell me essentially the same story about quoting the Sermon on the Mount parenthetically in their preaching, turn the other cheek, to have someone come up after and to say, where did you get those liberal talking points? And what was alarming to me, Moore said, is that in most of these scenarios, when the pastor would say, I'm literally, literally quoting Jesus Christ, the response would not be, I apologize. The response would be, yes, but that doesn't work anymore. That's weak. And when we get to the point where the teachings of Jesus himself are seen as subversive to us, then we're in crisis. End quote. The synchronicity of the cosmos above and what's happening on earth is fascinating to consider. In fact, I think it's worth exploring, important to explore, no matter what your beliefs. We have a chance to change America's current course and become a more perfect union. If you want to get into the historic nitty-gritty of Pluto's work, boy, does astrologer Ray Grass have a historic timeline of Pluto's work, and he cites the fall of the Roman Empire during its second Pluto return and Great Britain during another uh, uh, Pluto return with a focus on England's slave trade. I'll have links in the transcript for all these quotes, but here we go from Ray Grass, quote, Both of the general periods associated with the Roman Empire's Pluto returns represented dramatic periods of change, power struggles, and political instability. But it's important to note it was only with the second of those returns that the Roman Empire finally collapsed. In and of itself, in other words, a Pluto return doesn't necessarily portend the demise of a nation, although it does always seem to involve considerable upheaval, end quote. Now, regress on uh, Great Britain, quote, On the one hand, the slave trade showed England acting out the darkest impulses of human nature, with all its bigotry, cruelty, and greed. Then... The abolition of slavery during England's third Pluto return revealed England in a more redemptive and cathartic light as the nation struggled coming to terms with that bloody institution, end quote. <laughs> like I said, the cathartic convulsions we've experienced in the last 15 years are Plutonian in the most classic sense of this mythological and archetypal planet. It's no accident that D.A. Fawny Willis indicted Trump during one of Pluto's last passes through Capricorn. Trump's presidency occurred when Pluto was in Capricorn. So this is how retrograde works on a larger canvas and over time. From around January 21, 2024 or so, Pluto will move back into Aquarius where time will seem to speed up because planets will be direct. There will be so many events, political, cultural, and all of them could be seismic. My advice is to plan now, because when February 2024 arrives, we'll be in an, in an Aquarian portal that will take your breath away. Air. It will be so fast. If you look at the calendar... 
of the indictments and the political events next year and the conventions of both parties, we won't have time to catch our breath. (laughs) As for America's Pluto return, it's my analysis that this transit will end around November 20th, 2024, when Pluto moves into into Aquarius for good and for over 20 years. Nothing is certain, however, until humans make choices. We have a chance to move on from the racist, white nationalism, bigotry, and misogyny when Pluto moves into Aquarius. Aquarius Aquarius is about progress, the collective, technology, and the future. As an air sign, the speed by which events happen can overwhelm if a person isn't prepared. The mode of 2024 is evolutionary change on a scale we haven't seen in our lifetime. This is a a once-in-a-generation evolutionary window that will last through 2044. It's a collective upgrade to make way for financial changes on a large scale, global, societal advancement, and a reconciliation with all that's come before. Another factor for the rest of 2023 is Uranus retrograde. Uranus, the planet of surprises, the great awakener, is, as it's called, is retrograde until late January 2024. Uranus is a shock and awe planet for our own good. I've experienced long, intense interaction with this archetypal energy. Challenge to my artistry came fast and deep. I had soul journey challenges that brought me to my knees, forcing me to consider changes in direction. Authenticity is demanded with Uranus, but I must say all of us are being asked to remake our lives and live authentically. That means to find purpose and the truth of why we're here. Although I've studied cosmic synchronicity for many years and lived by this philosophy for decades, it wasn't until I was forced to consider my gifts and challenged to share them with people publicly that authenticity hit me in the face. There was no choice but to share what I'd come to know as a wider truth, which included the deep renovation of my faith that inspired me to accept and channel accept the channeled downloads and psychic experiences as something beyond me being, I don't know, nuts. (laughs) Uranus retrograde now gives us all a chance to breathe, digest the changes since January 2023 and integrate them into our psyche. When direct, Uranus demands evolution immediately. During the next months of Uranus retrograde, people will slowly come to grips with what's happened this year and, by extension, since since Trumpism gained traction. With Venus about to turn direct, some of you might have gone through serious relationship issues. Venus retrograde makes us look at our heart center and asks us if we're receiving what we deserve and need, and asks us if we are being truthful in the situation. No planetary movement above, regardless of synchronicity, causes human choice, except maybe the hurricane 
and eclipses. But we still make the decision on what to do. We each make choices based on ego, intuition, instincts, and personal weaknesses we're too cowardly to face. On the political side, there have been so many indictments for January 6th that the next months for defendants will be a time to face the truth and consequences of their actions on a deep level. Americans across the country will be thinking hard about their choices the last months and what they want going forward. The truth will prevail or there will be jail, financial upheaval, and personal catastrophe. All of the defendants are in for a rough time if they don't embrace, embrace the truth and take responsibility. The Basics of Evolutionary Energy Of course, humans don't have to digest their mistakes and correct them. But we keep making the same ones if we don't. If you're listening to this podcast around August 31st and into the first days of September, the blue supermoon on the Pisces-Virgo axis offers an intuitive portal where wisdom can reach in and provide epiphanies to guide you. The new moon on September 14th is powerful and is the last new moon before fall eclipse season arrives with Mercury direct the next day. The last Mercury retrograde of the year is notable and begins December 13th through January 1st, 2024. Christmas shopping comes early this year and don't make your New Year's resolutions on New Year's Eve. Pick a new moon in the new year. These energies I've outlined in this podcast series offer potential through knowledge that can inform your choices. In the age of Aquarius, no one should be throwing darts at a frickin' board. To finish, a deeper look at the fall eclipse season. There is a new moon, solar eclipse, in Libra, October 14th. This is a solar eclipse on the south node. The south node is what we're meant to release. So it's a very, very different type of new moon. A moment of tectonic release. Kelly Astrologer pointed to something I found quite interesting. To paraphrase her language, the sun is being eclipsed by the moon and the south node. The sun represents Leo, which in turn represents leaders and people in positions of power. Dramatic changes in this area could play out during this eclipse, foreshadowing of the future. Then on October 28th, a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus lands, finishing the Taurus-Scorpio eclipse axis, while the nodes while the moon's nodes are in Aries Libra. The kicker, according to some astrologers, is Venus in Virgo, Virgo during both eclipses. Venus isn't comfortable in Virgo, so to speak. Astrologers call Venus in Virgo being in the sign of, quote, fall or detriment. But that's astrobabble and not very helpful. What I think this means is that Venus is somewhat neutralized when in, in Virgo. And Venus's beauty and love and 
abundance, those sorts of things. Uh, she rules Libra and she rules Taurus. We will have to work harder for the good stuff Venus offers during these eclipses, which during eclipse season can be jarring. It's like therapy, so we'll come out better for it in the end, but the road will be rough if we don't tend to what needs to change. <laughs> Adversity builds character, right? <laughs> uh, as with all eclipses, the unexpected prevails. Eclipses are fated events. It's really uh, the subtitle of this entire podcast series. A moment where what's happening above works to remove or shift what isn't synchronized to humanity's evolutionary progress below. Oh, and believe it or not, Jupiter is about to go retrograde in Taurus until the end of the year. You may get intuitive signals of what's been wrong in your approach that you couldn't see until now. Tinkering with your creative structure is what the next months are about. This includes your life. Forget the flash gains, the flash excitement that gains attention, but has no substance underneath. Find the heart of your authenticity and don't run. Move steadily and surely toward your dreams. I'm Taylor Marsh. And you've been listening to Astral Soul Lightning. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>